0: Everyone lift up your eyes, open down my eyes, that I might behold wondrous things, deep buried treasures out of your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In every Bible study, you pray two times. The first prayer is to open your eyes for revelation. Then, after you have studied, a lot of things are learned. You now pray the prayer of application. How prayer that helps internalize it in your life. That's how Christians make progress. Write what I just said down. You see what I'm saying now? It's the things have started already. How do you do any Bible study, any book study, anything? First prayer that I might understand what I'm studying. Then finally, after you gain those understanding, second prayer that I will internalize it and apply it in my life. If you start doing this, you become another person. The amount of progress you will make in 2022 will shock you. Let's go get busy, okay? Good morning. Okay, as you've heard, we are reviewing the book, Fasting, The Key to Releasing God's Power in Your Life by Derek Prince. So we're starting with chapter 1, page 5. The primary purpose of fasting. A lost key to successful Christian living that is found throughout the Bible has been set aside and misplaced by the church of today. That key is fasting. Everybody should underline that, the whole of that statement. The key has been misplaced by the church. That key is lost. That's what we came to help you rediscover. Go ahead. Paragraph two. Fasting, as I would define it, is voluntarily abstaining from food for the spiritual purposes. Please underline. Fasting, as I would define it, is voluntary really abstaining from food for spiritual purposes. Sometimes, people fast, not only from food, but also from water. However, that is the exception rather than the rule. Take note of that too on the line. Fasting from food Only is exemplified in the fast of Jesus in the wilderness before he began his public ministry. We find that in Matthew chapter 4 verse 2. And after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. Matthew 4 verse 2. Now, from this passage, clearly, Jesus did not abstain from water for those 40 days. Because anyone who has fasted from water will become thirsty before they become hungry. Please take note of that too. So, the fact that the scripture does not say he became thirsty but just states he became hungry... Indicates that Jesus abstained from food but not from water. Underline that. Fasting seems unfamiliar and even frightening to many people. Yet, this attitude is strange. Fasting was regularly practiced by God's people throughout the Bible. Take note of that. Fasting is also an accepted part of most other major world religions, such as Hinduism, Buddhism, and Islam. I think we should underline the fact that fasting seems unfamiliar and frightening to many people. Because it's the natural life of Christians in the Bible and even Old and New Testament. And you can also see now, Most other world religion like Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, they do it. So how can Christians now be unfamiliar with it? Unfamiliar in terms of practice. So continue. Fasting for self-humbling. Primarily, the purpose of fasting is self-humbling. It is a scriptural means ordained by God. For us to humble ourselves before him. Please underline that. Very important. Throughout the Bible. God requires his people to humble themselves before him. Underline that as well. Many different passages. Of scripture emphasize this. And here are four from the New Testament. The first is smart. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. We are about to hit on the gold. We are about to touch the subject of that chapter. The primary purpose of fasting. So I'm going to give you four things to write down now. Find a space in your book where you write it. There are four major reasons why you fast. The primary and the foundational reason is to change yourself. Self-transformation. Write it down. That's what we're about to hit. The secondary reason for fasting is for health reasons. Whether it's weight loss and all kinds of issues that have to do with human health, you can use fast to get rid of them. I don't care what has been going on with you. By next Sunday night you hear people, just this week, one week, we'll give people opportunity for testimonies here. We're not even talking about getting to the end of the month. You will see from diabetes to heart problems to kidney issue to all of it. If we take water fast, water fast, after the third day, fourth, fifth, all of those things will start being erased in your system. Not six to six away, eating in the evening. Water fast. Even with six to six. But when you are breaking in the evening, you need longer time. The third and the tertiary reason for fasting is to change circumstances. The primary purpose of fasting eliminates the corruption in human being it changes the person you can use fasting to solve a lot of the problems you're facing in life especially those resistant problems that have resisted other treatments like prayer and co fasting will resolve it the most important reason why you fast is for self-reformation any bad habits any behavioral problem anything wrong addiction Pornography, immorality, uh, cigarette smoking, drug addict—anything wrong with you? Fasting will break it. You know that physically, that fasting is a tool for detoxification. All the toxins, all the things you've accumulated over the years eating—those things that will finally start messing around with your health—fasting gets rid of them. But the first thing, first thing detoxifies is not your body, it's your soul. <laughs> Are you guys now seeing where the treasure is? You see what I'm telling you? You can just read that in and pass. Okay, let's pick one character issue problem called pride. Without humility, God can promote you. Okay, let's read those four scriptures. All these four scriptures will let you know the next level you are looking for. Promotion, exaltation. You want God to take you to another level. What he needs for you is humility. And pride is the biggest problem of the fallen man. Before we come to greed, before we come to lust, the biggest problem Of the Adamic nature, the fallen man is pride, egocentrism, and many of us, our own is is ruining your marriage, is messing up so many things, and beyond all that, is messing up your relationship with God because God can bless you, He can promote you. God resists the proud, He will help to fight you, He will help to be stopping things and spoiling things for you. Because it doesn't want you while you are carrying that demonic virus to get to the top. A few people that have gotten there by, you know, going through the other routes. They get there anyhow. Go and watch them. If you find them in leadership, they are the most, the worst type of leaders anybody can have. They are tyrants. If you marry one of them, you're a woman, you are in a big trouble if you marry one that is a wife oh my god you are going to be the most miserable man and that person will come to church I mean telling god my marriage my marriage no what is clear? your marriage is just inside you use fasting to address everything outside you forget that the number one reason Fasting does to a human being what a refinery does to anything that is crude. Crude oil, iron ore, all those minerals you mine, is fire, fire that refines them. Fasting is God's refining system. Are you guys seeing now? If you want to have real church, See with real believers. Take them through this process. I don't care if it takes you to February, so that your people can make real progress. Okay, let's look at pride. Let's read those four scriptures. There are four scriptures quoted there. Everybody, watch the condition, then the reward. The reward is always promotion, exhortation, another level. How many people want to go to another level this year? Let me see your hand. I do. <laughs> How many don't want to repeat cycle, going around the cycle this year? How many? Uh, what is the wanting condition that God needs to take you there? Let's see it. Yes? The first one on page 7 of the book is uh, Matthew 18. Verse 4, NIV. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Watch what the condition is. Humility. Watch what the result will be. Greatness. 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 Even to the point of being the greatest. Because God is also saying that greatness can, can be in levels. We understand this, Pastor, being construction. If a building is going to go very high, the foundation has to go what? Very deep. If the building goes higher than the depth of the foundation, what will happen? It falls. The same thing happens to human beings. So, the degree of the promotion, God will watch the degree of brokenness and humility before he decides how far he can take this guy. How many of you like proud people? I didn't see one hand though. If we cultivate the right virtues, you will succeed where the devil is and where God is. The devil will hire you and God will hire you. Because the devil needs loyalty. God needs loyalty. You don't understand? Bad people will still hire you Good people will say that's why Daniel and Co got promoted in Babylon. You will succeed everywhere because that's one thing that is scarce in the world. Competence can be acquired, skills and mean, and all those things. But character is a big is very deficient in our today's world. Because if I meet you as a Christian and I do business with you, I should be doing business with somebody that has integrity, somebody I can trust. The reality is that that is not the situation. Let somebody drop his phone here now and go to toilet and come back. You start looking for your phone inside church. How can that be? And one day, come somewhere and say, praise the Lord, and maybe give it as a testimony. You are just living in self deceit This year you will go to your next level, and there will be nothing to stop it because you are learning the secret. Okay, let's read the first scriptures. Okay, the second scripture on the same page is Matthew twenty-three, verse twelve, also from the NIV. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So you see exaltation now, promotion. What's the basis for that? Humility again. Continue. The third scripture, James 4 verse 10, also in the NIV. Humble yourselves before the Lord. And he will lift you up. You see, lifting, lifting, lifting. It's not just that the pastor declared it. Even if he didn't declared it, God does not find the condition in you. He will refrain from doing it. And if he goes ahead to do it, you will, there is another program in your future, a fall. So that thing will not last. It will stay for a period of time. The pride problem will mess it up. Yes, God. The fourth scripture, First Peter five verse six, also in the NIV. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that He may lift you up in due time. See it. My friend that is at the projector put up that proverb that pride goes before destruction or a hofty spirit before a fall. Yeah. So you've seen what humility does, the opposite of humility, which is what we're trying to tackle. See what it does? Pride goes before destruction and a hofty spirit before a fall. Because before destruction, God will send a word to prevent it. He will try to warn the person. But why is it that they still get destroyed? Pride will not allow them to listen. Pride insulates you from wise counsel. Pride blinds the eyes. There are seven major destructive influences in the world. The most destructive, corrosive is pride. Even what will help you won't allow you to see it. So, can you imagine now somebody has this problem, but he's praying for promotion, even if he gets the promotion, he's going to lose it because he's still going to drop from it. This thing is causing there are people praying for marriage that will get the marriage, this thing will take that marriage away from them again. <laughs> You can have the external assets. Pretty, you're tall, you're everything, you're so handsome. But the real assets, which are intangible, lacking. Like so, January. Gives you, this period gives you an opportunity because there is a refining fire that goes in and gets rid of all these vices from greed to pride to lust to all kinds of envy. Many of us need detoxification, spiritual detoxification. Go ahead, sir. Page seven, the last paragraph. One important feature of all these scriptures is that the responsibility to humble ourselves is placed upon us. Underline that. We cannot transfer that responsibility to God. To pray, God, make me humble. Is unscriptural. Because the reply of God in Scripture is always humble yourselves. Please underline all that. Actually, there are, so there are three ways, apart from fasting, there are other ways to do it. Uh, I will teach you one additional one added to this fasting thing. This is what the Bible said the control button. The dashboard from where you control a human being. Dashboard. or I mean the button. The tongue. the tongue. The tongue. The tongue. That's James. The book of James said, you know, this tongue is so small, but it can set the whole world on fire. I hope you know. The scripture said, by the words of the wicked, a nation is destroyed. So your destiny, your life is controlled by your words. So here is a key. Here is a key. A very stubborn woman, a very rebellious person. You know that you have to That's a good always say this. I humble myself before you, Lord. Three. I'm going to teach you three. I humble myself before you. I humble myself before my spouse or my husband. I humble myself before. Whatever it could be. Whatever leader. It could be your organization. Your boss just sent for you. And that thing rose. And you're going to cause trouble. Say it before you go in. And that thing inside will go down. Come under control. You notice that whenever you're angry, that's when you go off. Whenever that you get angry, you say it. I humble myself under your mighty hand. I humble myself. The tongue, see what you do to a horse. You know how powerful a horse is? You go in, you kick you out. But you tie the mouth, the whole horse come under control. That's what James was explaining. He said, we put ruders in a horse's mouth so that they can obey us. He said, a sheep, you know some of these sheep can carry how many containers? One ruder controls it. See your car with all the horsepower in the engine, that's the Controls it. He said that's what the tongue, the job of the tongue in the human body. That's why all this. I don't know how it happened though. I just fell. And me and this girl fell. No, I know how it happened. Your mouth. You don't just fall into. You talk. So that time you are doing affairs on the phone. That's how you did it. That time you were busy talking. That's how you did it. And as you are doing, emotion will be arising. There are some kind of discussion you will be having. It gets to a point. There is anointing there. And it's not anointing of the Holy Spirit. It's anointing of lust. But yet, that same thing could have been punctured with words. So it gets to a point. Fire is now burning. And you are now looking for fire service to come and put it up. No, it was your mouth that was used to inflame your lust. And then it gets up and people now add action. You know, words is the bridge between thought and action. As long as you don't say it it will not happen yes nobody comes to arrest you for thinking about robbing a bank but from the moment discussion communication has started if the intelligence agency finally intervened they would arrest from everybody that got involved in the discussion in the planning in the communication including those that executed the only person that nobody ever arrests. Have you ever seen people come to your house arrest you for thinking about his wife? Who knows if there is one of your staff that is already thinking about crime in your bank. But You still pay them and promote them. Some of them, you give them Christmas bonus. You don't know what is going on inside there. But if they start talking, because once thoughts are spoken, you've planted a seed, and harvest will soon come. If they start discussing it, and that information will get to the management, what is going to happen? Somebody is going to lose his job. Go ahead, sir. Okay, page 8, we're on page 8. Second paragraph. In the Bible, God has revealed to us a specific practical way to humble ourselves. David reveals that fasting was the way that he employed to humble his soul or to humble himself. In Psalm 35 verse 13, I humbled my soul with fasting. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you can now see fasting does not just detoxify the body, not just for dealing with circumstances, it's for dealing with problems of the human soul, the fallen nature. Just go ahead, go ahead. You know, next paragraph. Consider some historical examples where God's people humbled themselves in this way. First, we read in the book of Ezra about how Ezra is preparing to lead a band of returning Jewish exiles from Babylon back to Jerusalem. They have before them a long, arduous journey through country infested with brigands and occupied by their enemies. They are taking with them their wives and children and the sacred verses Of the temple. They are in desperate need of safe conduct. Ezra had two alternatives. He could appeal to the emperor of Pesha. For a band of soldiers. And horsemen. Or he could trust in God. He chose to trust in God. And this is what he says. Ezra 8 verse 21 to 23. There, by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God. Underline that. So that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children and with all our possessions. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you are noting. So for now, when you are reading Old Testament Bible... And you meet that word. We did this or we humbled ourselves. Just underlining and put fasting. Those people fasted. It's one thing about biblical lang- language and our Gentile mindset. When you hear, we humbled ourselves. Most of what you think is, maybe, I don't know what you think. Maybe they did emotional. Oh. What they do, the Jews do, is to declare a fast. That's what they did here. Because that is how to position the heart for God to intervene. Go ahead, sir. Next verse. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we had told the king, the good hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him. But his great anger is against all who forsake him. Take note of that. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this. And he answered our prayer. Ezra had two alternatives. One, carnal. The other, spiritual. He could have resorted to the carnal and asked God for And asks for a band of soldiers and horsemen. It would not have been sinful. But it would have been on a lower level of faith. But he chose the spiritual alternative. He chose to look to God by invoking God's supernatural help and protection. And underline that. Ezra and the Israelites with him knew exactly how to do this. It was something they already understood. They fasted and humbled their souls before God. They petitioned God and God heard them and granted them safe journey for which they asked. He's underline that. Okay, here is the point. You know, the man had two options. One was a natural option which is to get security from the government, what exactly was going on? They were to convey from the kingdom of Persia all the treasures of God's house that were carried away to Babylon. You know, these things were made of gold. Solomon's temple. We're talking about Solomon's, Solomon's treasures. All those things. Plus money, plus women and children, their families. And they were going to pass through very... They are going to make a very dangerous journey. Can you imagine where you have to move treasures, money, and all of that? Carry women and children and pass through the to take it back to your place. And you are going by road, And in those days, not car, it's chariots, animals, and all that. And you're going to pass through this band of, you know, all kinds of security problems in the Middle East there. They needed security, but they had a problem. They have gone to the king who was not a Jew, who was not serving God, and boasted to him. They have been preaching to him that God of Israel protects those that serve him, that his hand blesses those that serve him, but his anger is against those. And this God king now, somebody you've been preaching to, and it's now time. For him to get opportunity to watch what you've been talking about. You don't come back to him and say, Please, please, Oga. uh, Just give us some soldiers. They saw that this was going to mess up their testimony. So be careful. Because I I know some believers who do it. You are out on evangelizing. Evangelizing. Winning people. And when you finish. The person just finished listening to the gospel. Next thing. um, No, we don't have transport money. Psalm 35. Verse 13, David said, I humbled my soul with fasting. Everybody watch this. There is a secret behind the production of transformation in your own personal life and in the life of others. The first thing you must seek to understand your own life is the revelation of the divine nature. Everybody write it down. what god looks like remember that at the beginning he made us in his image after his likeness because we are fallen now many people don't know what that original image is like adam did not give us enough time maybe if he had lived for several you know 700 years 1000 years so that human beings will have learned what the original man actually looked like which is what god looks like since god is invisible And we have not seen him. He made something visible that is exactly like him. So you need the revelation of the divine nature. And guess who came to show us that since the original Adam messed it up? Jesus. God sent a second Adam with a mission to show mankind what they were designed to be like. What the original Adam was like. That's why he's called the second Adam. And that's why he didn't just come and die. Since he came to save us. If he died, we won't have the time to see his life. So that we'll know the kind of life we are meant to live. So he had to live here for 33 years. Live till adulthood. Got exposed to all the temptation and all the challenges that human beings face. So. A study of Jesus is one of the areas you can get an understanding his life or the divine nature, Uh, and I'm going to point out one. Remind me now in a few minutes, just one. For example, one of them is love. God is love. Love is not just what he does. He does all those kindness. He is merciful. He is gracious because of his nature. You and I now are love. Because being born again is getting back that nature that we lost at the garden. If not, why do you need another birth after your parents have given birth to you? Why do you need a second birth? Something happened to the human nature. Okay, watch. So the first thing, if you want ministry that is transformative, you have to help people get a revelation of the divine nature if you want to change you yourself to improve to move to another level you need to get a revelation of the divine nature number two you need a revelation of the human nature and when you start getting it you now contrast it with the divine nature you now see how terrible how ugly it is The moment you get a revelation of the human nature, in contrast with the divine nature, what you are seeing now, look at who I am. But this is what I was originally created to be. What it now produces is a cry. That's how genuine repentance comes. It starts a cry that nothing can quench. A cry in you for change. And it leads to repentance and a cry and humility. And a cry now to God to do something. And at that moment, he will now introduce this third element, which is the solution. This solution is what will happen to this your fallen nature, human nature, to bring it back to this place where it was meant to be. sit, I will show them what exactly is this in a minute. But let's look at this one. For example, one of them here is love. One of them is justice. One of them is integrity. One of them is humility. Let's pick out one that connects to what God wants us to get across to you today. Service. In a servant. If you want to be like God, pastors, I hope you're hearing me. If you want to be like Jesus, you have to be a servant. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. You know that the world system is opposite of this. Because man now is falling. The world system wants status, power, position, celebrity. We carry ourselves with that air out there in the world. And we come into the kingdom, we also carry ourselves with that air. Even in the church, you saw some people. Because I'm born again, you know, you, you cannot even approach me. You. you can't talk to me. You know what is talking for you? That fallen nature. John, I've been taking all this nonsense for you. You know what it took me to condescend to even marry you? You know what is coming out of your mouth? Satan's nature, that nature. You condescended marry a person made in the image of God. You see how you see maybe they give you some talent It's now here or they give you beauty. Another person has power. Another anytime you give man that is not yet reform any advantage over others he gets to his head. He thinks it's an opportunity to look down on others, oppress others and if his anointing you give him, it's an opportunity to treat other people like trash.